Hey, what's up, friends? This is Pastor Brian, and I'm grateful that you're tuning in with us for worship, prayer, and the study of God's Word here online every Sunday at 10 a.m. Before we get into the Word, I want to remind you, if you have not joined my text group ministry, I want you to join today. I want to stay connected to you beyond the Sunday online gathering. I want to be able to send you messages and alerts on the direction of the church and even messages and encouragement. So if you're not on that group, text your name to this number, 562-393-7330. That's 562-393-7330. Now, let's turn uh, to the word of the Lord for our study today. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3 through 4. Proverbs chapter 3. Verse 3 through 4. And we're going to pick up on our study that we started last weekend on the favor of God. In fact, we're studying on flow in favor. Flow in favor. We learned some powerful things last Sunday. I'm going to take you even further today. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3 through 4. It's going to be our springboard into our study. Listen to this. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Notice that phrase, find favor in the sight of God and man. So we are continuing this study on flow in favor and we are learning that favor is a major theme all throughout the Bible. Uh, there is nothing like the favor of God. If there's anything I want for my life, if there's anything I want for my family's life, if there's anything I want for you, it is to flow in favor. I'd rather have favor than fortune. I'd rather have favor than fame. Now, we are learning that favor is God working uh, or doing for you what you cannot do for yourself. What is favor? Favor is God doing for you what you cannot do for yourself. God wants to do something in your life in 2021 that is supernatural, supernatural. Natural. That means beyond natural. That means beyond your natural ability. And it's going to take the favor of God to get it done. That's how important, that's how important flowing in God's favor is. What God wants to do in your future is going to take the favor of God to accomplish in your life. There are places where God wants to take you that only the favor of God will get you. So God's favor is God doing for you what you cannot do for yourself. Secondly, favor is God graciously working to bless your life for his glory in any condition. Favor is God graciously working to bless your life for his glory in any condition. Favor is not intimidated 
by circumstances and situations. It doesn't matter what condition you may find yourself in. You may find yourself in a dysfunctional family, a dead-end job, or an abusive relationship. The favor of God has the power to hunt you down and to snatch you up out of that condition. When I think of my testimony, how when I was sentenced to life in prison in 1993, that that life sentence was designed to kill me. It was designed to kill me. But when I surrendered that life sentence to God, the favor of the Lord transformed that life sentence from killing me to blessing me. Did you catch that? The favor of the Lord transformed that which was meant to kill me to bless me. What do you mean by that, Pastor Brian? Well, do you realize that now today uh, people fly me across the nation just to tell of the story of how God gave me the power to endure a prison life sentence and ultimately set me free from a life sentence? People put me on airplanes and put me in nice hotels and feed me just to go tell that story around the nation. Um, man, that's an example of God transforming through his favor that which was meant to kill me into now blessing me so favor is God graciously working to bless your life for his glory in any condition it's important to note that one can grow in favor one can grow in favor the Bible teaches that for example in first Samuel chapter 2 verse 26 it says, and the child Samuel grew in stature and in favor both with the Lord and men. So Samuel grew. Not only that, Jesus, our Lord, grew in favor. In Luke chapter 2, verse 52, it says, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, and get this, in favor with God and man. So notice that he grew in favor. You could, one can increase in favor. You can grow in favor. Your favor can be expanded. Expanded. And my prayer for us in 2021 is that we that we grow in favor, that we increase in favor. There's levels to favor. Listen, God is going to open up some doors for you in 2021 that the favor of the Lord in 2020 ain't going to be able to walk you through it. You got to have fresh favor. You got to have a stronger favor. You have to have increased favor. And that's my prayer for us, I want you to notice, I want you to notice that in the scripture right here, it says they grew in favor with God and man. God and man. Now that's noteworthy uh, to ponder on because generally speaking, God pours out his favor in our life through other people. He does it through people. Don't ever think you do not need people. Don't ever think that you can be this Rambo who takes on the whole world by yourself. Don't ever think that you can be some form of lone ranger. No, when it comes to the favor of God, generally speaking, he pours out his favor in our life through other people. So don't ever think that you don't need people. You, you may not need everybody on your side, but you need the right people on your side and the favor of God can get the right people into your life. When I think about my journey with the Lord, 
from how far I've come from the age of 16 years old being arrested and sentenced to life in prison. I look back and at every stage of my journey, God has sent people into my life that has shown me favor, that have opened up doors for me, that have given me opportunities. I'm here today as a result of the favor of God being manifested through people, through people. I'm standing in our Paramount campus, a building that fits some four or 500 people on a piece of property that's 2.3 acres large. You know how we got this building? When we first rent, started renting this building, the existing church uh, was in the fellowship hall and God began to form a relationship with me and the leader of the church, a man by the name of Deacon Burt. He was about 75 years old. He built this church with his hands. He was the gatekeeper of, of this church. And the Lord began to give me favor with Brother Bert. Insomuch I was by his side at his deathbed. And he turned around and he said, Brian, we're going to sell you the church because we want God to continue to use that building for his glory. And ultimately, that existing church, Grace Church, sold us this church for a miraculous rate. And the work of the Lord continues on in this building. How did that happen? It was through the favor of God working through somebody's life to touch us. God uses people to show us favor. Now, let's talk a little bit about the power of favor. I want to camp out on that for a moment. I want you to see the power of favor. Favor will give you resources you don't earn. Favor will give you resources you don't earn. In Exodus chapter 3 verse 21, it says something powerful about the Israelites when they were coming out of Egyptian slavery. It says, and I will give the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it shall be when you go that you shall not go empty handed. Now this speaks of the context of the Israelites were in slavery to the Egyptians for many, many years. And when God finally delivered them, um, at the, simultaneously when God delivered them through his favor, he set in motion a divine transfer of resources where the Egyptians transferred their gold and silver to the Israelites. I want you to catch that. There was a divine transfer because of the favor of the Lord will we'll set in motion a divine transfer where God transferred the gold and silver of the Egyptians to the Israelites insomuch that they were freed with gold and silver. They did not come out empty-handed. And I want to remind, I want to encourage somebody here today that the favor of the Lord will ignite a divine transfer into your life and give you some resources you did not earn. The Bible speaks more about this in Psalms 105 verse 37. It says, God brought Israel out with silver and gold. Silver and gold. At our Paramount campus, uh, when the pandemic first uh, broke out, 
they kicked us out of the buildings. The government kicked us out of the buildings, and we made a decision that we weren't going to stop worshiping the Lord, that we're going to kind of pivot and uh, have worship outdoors. And so we set up two little tents. We put chairs out in the parking lot of our church, and we begin to worship the Lord, praise God. We begin to preach the gospel and pray. And simultaneously, there was this Christian businessman who would see the pictures of, of us worshiping the Lord underneath these little tents, these two little tents. And somehow the Lord touched his heart. He called me to his home. I went to his home and he slid me a manila envelope with $9,000 in it. And you know what he told me? He said, Brian, I want you to buy your church a large tent so that you could worship the Lord in. So today, when you look at our Paramount campus, we are probably the only one in this immediate area that has this giant, maybe 120 foot revival tent. We're on the weekends and even other days, we worship the Lord in it. We praise God in it. We call it the tabernacle because it hosts the presence of God. But the way that we got it was that through God's favor, he gave us resources that we did not earn. Thank God for Chris, Christian men and women who are business people and, and make transfers into the kingdom of God. Secondly, I want you to understand that Favor will bring you before great people. Favor will bring you before great people. In Genesis chapter 39, verse 21, it talks about Joseph when he was in prison. It says the Lord was with Joseph and extended kindness to him, uh, granting him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. The eyes of the prison warden. The eyes of the prison warden. Joseph was in prison right here, kind of bummed out. And, and the warden is the one that has the power of the prison. He's the one that has the keys. He has the one to make your life sweeter or harder in prison. But because of the favor of God upon Joseph, he brought him before the warden. He, he gave him favor with the powerful individual. Now listen. You may not be extraordinary um, in anything you do, but when it comes to God's favor, his favor supersedes our inadequacies. His, his favor brings us before great people. His favor supersedes our inadequacies. He, his favor does for us what we cannot do on our own. His favor gives us an advantage. His, his favor opens up doors that we can not open. His, his favor empowers us to stand out in crowds. His favor gives us breaks in our life. It gives us good breaks in our lives. Favor will take you from the background to the foreground. Like the old folks used to say, favor will take you from the guttermost to the uttermost. A couple years ago, uh, I was flown to the nation of Vietnam and the government was hosting a religious conference and they wanted to hear about what would happen in their nation if they allowed Christianity to be free in their nation. They wanted to hear the impact of the gospel and I got chosen along with the delegation to fly 16 hours to the nation of Vietnam and speak at this conference. And I remember there was different moments of that experience where when I was speaking about the impact of the gospel, I was looking around and we had headsets. It was like the United Nations. We had headsets that had different translations of who was speaking. And I 
caught myself. I was sharing the gospel and the impact, impact of the gospel. And there was doctors there. There was lawyers there. There was political leaders there. There were scholars there. And I was saying to myself, how in the world did I get here? How in the world did I get here 16 hours into Vietnam? And I'm speaking in front of these influential people. You know what it is? It's the favor of God. It's the favor of God because the favor of God will bring you before great people. Now, as I wind this down, I want to touch a little bit about how do we position our lives for God's favor. How do we position our lives for God's favor? I'm going to talk a little bit about it now, but I'll teach more about it next weekend. First thing that we need to understand is that you cannot force God's favor into your life. God is not a genie. God doesn't serve us. We serve God. There's not a quick formula for the favor of God. But with that said, you can position your life to receive the favor of God. You can position your life to ignite the favor of God uh, in your life. When you think about radio waves, radio waves, there is music going on right now in the radio waves in this atmosphere. But it's not until I dial in uh, to that channel, to that radio wave, will I hear the music. But there's music happening right now in the, in the, in the atmosphere right now. And it's not until I dial in do I capture that music. And many of us need to dial in our life to position us to receive God's favor. We're not going to experience it until we dial in our life. So let me touch on this. How do we position our life for the favor of God. Well, we live in expectancy of good things. Live in expectancy of good things. Psalms 27 verse 13 says, I believe I will experience the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's what he says. He says, I believe I will experience the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I believe I will experience the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Now I want to, I want to teach you a spiritual uh, law. It's called the law of expectancy. The law of expectation. The law of expectation. The law of expectation says we tend to get what we expect. The law of expectation says we tend to get what we expect. Touch your neighbor who's sitting there next to you and say you get what you expect. Type that on the on the comment section of what you're watching. If you're watching this on Facebook or on YouTube, type it on there. You get what you expect. We tend to see what we expect to see. We tend to feel what we expect to feel. We tend to hear what we expect to hear. Jesus alluded to this law or the spiritual law one day when he healed um, some blind people. Listen to this in Matthew chapter 9, verse 28 through 29. Listen to this, Matthew chapter 9, verse 28 and 29. It says, and when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. 
Then he touched their eyes and get this. He said, according to your faith, be it to you. According to your faith, let it be to you. Notice what he says. According to your faith, let it be to you. He, he could have also said, according to your expectation, it will be done unto you. According to your expectation, it will be done unto you. Listen, my brothers and sisters, as we go into 2021, though 1,000 fall on my left and 10,000 fall on my right, we still need to expect good things to happen to our life. We still need to live in expectancy of miracles, expectancy of a move of God. Although things may fall apart, although people may be crying and dying in the streets, we as people of God need to live in expectancy of God to move in our life. We need to expect God to move in our kids. We need to expect God to move in our marriages. We need to expect God to move in our work, in our life. We need to expect God to move in our church. Every time we come together, whether online or we come together in person, listen, don't just mosey on down here. Don't just connect with any old type of attitude. No, connect with expectancy. Let's gather together with an expectation of God to move because we tend to get what we expect. Someone once said that the atmosphere of miracle or the atmosphere of expectancy is the breeding ground of miracles. The atmosphere of expectancy is the breeding ground of miracles. Someone told me the other day, they said, Brian, you think all of us are going to get the COVID virus? I said, hold, hold on, hold on. Don't say that. Don't say that. No, no, no. I'm not expecting that. I'm not expecting that. I'm, I'm living uh, in expectancy of good things. Even when I was in prison, beloved, even when I was in prison, sentenced to life in prison, I was doing, I was doing time in prison under Governor Pete Wilson many years ago when he had a no parole policy and nobody was going home off of a life sentence and all the prisoners thought they were going to die in prison but not me not me i lived with an expectancy of freedom i walked around saying i'm a free man in christ jesus god is going to deliver me and one day somebody's going to look in this prison system and say what in the world is brian wharf still doing out here get him home and you know what that's exactly what happened in 2008 god set me free but i'm here to say that i lived in expect expectancy of good things from God. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you today. Listen, let's lift up our faith. Let's lift up our faith unto the Lord. Let's live in expectancy of good things. God's going to bless me this week. God's going to open up a door for me this year. God is going to do something special in my life this year. So friends, I hope you were encouraged by this message. And I want to pray. I want to pray for you to live in expectancy of good things. Lift up your hands unto the Lord if you could. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everybody who's watching, everybody who has their hand up. Lord, elevate their faith. Elevate their faith. Increase their faith, Father God. Let them, empower them to live in expectancy of good things. Empower them to live in expectancy of good things, Father God. I pray, Father God, that faith be energized in their life.
hope be energized in their life, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Everybody watching right now, faith energized in her life, faith energized in his life, faith energized in that family life, in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, brothers and sisters, I thank you for studying the word of the Lord with me. Uh, at this time, we're going to transition to prepare uh, to worship the Lord through our tithes and our offerings. If you're part of Chapel of Change, remember, we're going into this new year being a generous people. We're going into this new year exercising the principle of tithing. We as a church believe in the principle of tithing, where we give God back 10% of all that he's blessed us with. And in doing so, it's going to teach us, it's going to grow us, and it's even going to position us for more of the favor of God. So if you're part of Chapel of Change or God's just been blessing you and you want to give back to the Lord, I want to encourage you, give your best offering to the Lord today. After we uh, dismiss with the blessing, you can go on our website, chapelofchange.org, hit the giving button, and you can give your tithe and offering uh, to the church through the website. That's chapelofchange.org, hit that giving button, and just follow the simple instructions. I have a couple announcements to make. Uh, we are going to be having baptisms at our services in the city of Whittier on February 6th, 5 p.m. If you have not been water baptized, I encourage you to do so. We're going to have baptism in the city of Paramount, February 7th. Uh, baptism in the city of Carson, February 21st. So if you have not been water baptized, sign up today. Text the word baptism to this number, 562-393-7330. If you need to be baptized, text the word baptism to um, 562-393-7330. We are having membership seminars. We're doing our first membership seminars of this new year. If you've been watching, if you've been coming, if you've been exploring what it, uh, about Chapel of Change, I want to encourage you to take another step and explore what it means to be a member of Chapel of Change, a partner, to partner with us uh, to advance the kingdom of God. In Whittier, we're having one on uh, January 23rd at 3 p.m. In Carson and Paramount, we're having one on uh, January 24th at 1030 uh, a.m. It's the word membership to that same number, 562-393-7330, and we'll sign you up for that. Lastly, we have small groups kicking off in February. We're gonna kick off a study entitled Soul Care, and we're gonna have various small groups online and in person, women's groups, men's groups, teens groups, co-ed groups. I want you part of a small group because that's where transformation takes place. And so if you're interested in joining a small group, text a group, to the same number, 562-393-7330. Text the word GROUP to 562-393-7330 and we'll get you signed up. And then we are having, my wife and I are having our first Zoom worship experience for those who cannot come out in person uh, we're still having outdoor services, but for those who cannot come out in person as part of our online campus, uh, we're launching our first Zoom worship. It's going to be January 24th at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're putting together a powerful time on Zoom of prayer, exhortation, worship, and I'm going to bring the word. Uh, so that's January 24th, 1 p.m. at Pacific Standard Time. If you want to join, text the word Zoom to that same number, 562 393 7330. 
word Zoom to 562-393-7330. Well, beloved, it's been an honor to break open the bread of life with you today. I hope it encouraged you, got you ready for this week. And with that, we are going to dismiss with a blessing. If you're able, lift up your hands unto the Lord and we'll bless you in dismissal. Lift up your hands um, unto the Lord. In the name of the Father who loves you with an endless love, in the name of the Son who died that you could live, and in the name of the Holy Spirit who empowers you with favor. May you go this week with the protection and the favor of the Lord. In Jesus' name, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. This is Pastor Brian from Chapel of Change. We love you, and we can't wait to connect with you soon. Peace out. Thank you.